This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Boo! Ah! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is a spectacular Halloween 2013 edition. It is the 31st of October 2013. It's been a a pretty interesting week in tech. It's been a breaking news day in Toronto. Um, And, you know, I got to go there first. I have a Halloween tie-in and a tech tie-in, so I can go here. First of all, Toronto's nightmare may be over. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Thank you very much. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, okay, how to break this down, Dave? I got to tell you, you've, you've you've heard this before. You've seen this on CSI. You've read this in the newspapers. If you have a hard drive or a digital recording device of any sort whatsoever. And you delete a file from that hard drive or digital recording device, chances are you haven't actually gotten rid of it. It's still sitting latent in the memory of that device or that hard drive. It's still there. You've only gotten rid of the instant reference to it. You have not actually gotten rid of the file. Okay. Now, listeners who follow me on Facebook might know that I've kind of been at war with my with the mayor of Toronto for the last three years. Um, he To me, he represents everything that's wrong with politics, but I don't want to go there. People who follow the news or who follow my, 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 my Facebook would be well aware that the mayor of Toronto was um, recorded by a crack dealer smoking crack cocaine 
in the basement of a house in Etobicoke, a suburb, western western suburb of Toronto. Well, the, the, the part of Toronto the mayor and his brother actually represent. And uh, this was reported in the U.S. Uh, news site Gawker and in the Toronto Star. Nobody but uh, the editor of Gawker, John Cook, and two reporters from the Toronto Star had seen the video, but it nevertheless had caused a, a big kerfuffle through Toronto and the Canadian media world. Well, it, was a, it was a kerfuffle around the world. Everyone was talking about the crack-smoking mayor of Toronto, but nobody had seen the video. So there's always this deniability. There is this alleged video out there. Earlier today, at 11.30 a.m., Toronto Police Chief Bill Blair announced that, well, following an extortion investigation involving one of the mayor's associates and part-time driver, Alexander Lisi, a telephone was recovered, and the forensic team went to work on the, on the telephone and retrieved a deleted video file. On that deleted video file was images of the mayor of Toronto, Rob Ford, doing exactly what was reported by the Toronto Star and Gawker. That, that's, uh, that's a quote from Toronto Police Chief Bill, Bill Blair, by the way. Um, he never actually said that the mayor was smoking crack. He repeatedly said in his news conference that the reports in the Toronto Star and Gawker were accurate. So there you go. The Toronto police have the... The smoking pipe, so to speak. Um, <laughs> the smoking pipe, so to speak. The tech tie-in, just you know, to make this all good for webcology, is, uh, if you, folks, if you have a... Uh, uh, Digital file of some sort or another. When you think it's erased, it's not. So it was never those drug dealers that originally offered to ask for $200,000. It's no. not those guys. Oh, it was those guys. It was it off was. one of their phones. Did they get the it, money? No, no. No, they didn't get the money. The cops got their phone. The cops got oh. the drug dealers. Along with Alexander Lisi, that was part of the same investigation called Project Traveler. Oh, my God. And uh, this is the phone. This is the phone that John Cook and the two reporters from the Toronto Star, this is the phone that they looked at when they saw that video. The, uh, the drug dealer, the crack dealer, had erased it. But he didn't really erase it. He just deleted it. Now, my question here, and, and it's the same question I, I would ask, and you know, we'll move on because it's not really a, a related one, but how much money was spent on the investigation between the time they said for 200 grand? We'll give you the video, and now, when we've got well, the video. <laughs> it's, it's important to note, um, t- tens of millions have been spent on the police investigation. They've been, they've been training the mayor and his associates um, since May. Yeah. So tens of millions, if you, if, you, if you add up all the legal fees and you add up the, uh, uh, the cost of having six to ten officers on any given surveillance detail for that period of time. But it's not about the video. It's about the act of extortion that happened around the video. Right. The video was the reason the extortion happened. If, if, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. So the video is a piece of material evidence in a, in a case that is about extortion. The mayor's driver, Mr. Lisi, 
went to the drug dealer and said, give me the tape or I will give you your tongue. <laughs> you know, something along those lines. A very, very kind and generous offer, I'm sure. Now, you know what? We're on we're on the subject of the security. I've actually, you know what, the, the weakness inherent there, I, I've actually, I'll be honest, I've benefited from that very weakness in erasing oh, things sure. by going, oh, no, I've lost this file, and send scanners through my own computer sure. um, to try and find them, and, and have now actually deleted that ability by just having scans go over and overwrite my drive after I'm done. Every once a week, it just wipes out all the stuff that I've deleted and overwrites it three times. Um, you know, it's a big, big perk and, and, and lesson learned there. But um, on, on, a, on a related note, and I, I'm sure you've heard about this too, or, or maybe, you know, you just noticed it while it was there, Google knows that security um, is a big issue as well and something they, they should have done. Um, and they have done added that security issues section uh, to Webmaster Tools. So isn't, isn't that handy? Yeah, and I, I, I thought that's a, that's a great addition because it gives um, laymen um, the ability to monitor the security of their websites, and sometimes it's even simple stuff, right? You know, the, you just you, you're not in there as often, you don't know that your WordPress isn't updated, or you know, whatever. But just like a place that people are used to going to see, is it about to hit the fan on my site? I think it's great. Oh, I would be so embarrassed if I got a webmaster tool. Warning saying update WordPress. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's like being caught, that's like going to the hospital and having dirty underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you write often, and I'm thinking of those small business owners who had their site built in WordPress as a static site, right? And don't even know that they should care to, to go in and make sure. And it's like, that's great. I mean, you know, you, me, we, we should just know this. I should, you know, if I haven't logged in to my blog area recently enough to notice that there's a new version before it's a security issue, I'm not, you know, really doing my job very well. <laughs> While we're on the subject, hey, webmasters, uh, two day, three days ago, uh, WordPress 3.7.1 came out. Get your updating fingers going. Yeah. Um, oh, it's all important. Uh, the one, the one thing about this update, just a, a, a caution. I have not seen a bunch of the plugins say that they are compatible with it yet. I'm a little, I don't know why. It's some some WordPress updates you look at and you go, yeah, not a problem. Other WordPress updates you look at and go, wow, this might be a problem. My tummy, for no reason whatsoever, my tummy's telling me this might be a weird one. But I got nothing to base that on except um, the updating of plugins. Ah, you know what? I'm actually just logging in right now to see I, one of my machines had updated, and one of them is still back on uh, on the last version. So, um, I'll, I'll you know what? During commercial break, I'll just I'll fire the update through, and I'll 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 let you know because it's a, just a, a a new version of our site's being developed, so I can break it without worrying about it. That's what I'm saying. So I'll do that on the commercial break and see which uh, common SEO plugins uh, don't convert over well. Indeed. Um, I, for what it's worth, I updated the Digital Always Media site, which is running WordPress, and it is working just fine. It's got that big WordPress network that I'm scared of. I'm scared to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I could just see, I could, just, I could just say, "Hey, you, go update that all those right," and then, like, you know, two days later, have to go in and do work on like 88 sites. Right, not really something That's you want to do in a pinch. Not <laughs> at all. Um, and we have. Uh, 
Well, we have SES Chicago coming up next week. So the idea of setting myself up to have to work on 80, web- 80 websites, some odd well-being on the road, scares the heck out of me. Yeah? <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> SES Chicago coming up next week in the city that um, tries to sleep off the wind. No, maybe that's not, that's the wrong way to describe it. Um <laughs> In, uh, I love Chicago. I really and I love SES Chicago. I don't know why. It's just, it's just oh, it traditionally it's always been my favorite of the shows. Um, we got three people: myself, Alan, and Michelle Simpson Ross are all going to be at SES Chicago. That hurts my brain. Well, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. I I, I wish I could go because I I really enjoyed Chicago. I was Chicago's a Chicago's a great town. Um, what was that? That was 2008, if I remember correctly. That, that was sounds the, uh, right, yeah. The time when, when like, Buddy Guy was there playing at the, That's Webmaster, the, one. Radio, uh, the Webmaster Radio party. Wasn't That's the one. Search bash, but it could well have been because we had Buddy Guy playing for us. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, and this is, I mean, these are, folks, these are reasons you got to go to conferences. Um, you get to meet amazing people. You get to hear the most up-to-date information in the, in the industry. And every once in a while, something really bizarre, like having Buddy Guy play for a room full of search marketers happens. Yeah, I know that was just uh, that was just outstanding. You know what? I'm actually just going through my my uh, speaker badges right now. Yeah, 2007. There we are. <laughs> so, yeah, you're questioning the date now. So it's 2007. We were there um, on that one. Yeah, that was just outstanding. That was just outstanding. I loved it. Um, that was the night Simon Te- Simon Heseltine and I played uh, a three hour po- game of pool. So there it is out there, friends. If you, if you want to, if you want to go after anybody, lay somebody on the table when you're playing with Simon, you'll probably win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? The problem, the problem with making fun of Simon on the radio is he's got like a good foot and a half arm's length on me. Yeah, that, and, and he's one of the the nicest guys you could meet, right? So it's one of those, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm kind of picking on him here, but at the same time, it's like, oh, now i got to feel bad about that because he's such a nice guy. Well, and also, uh, yeah, he's got that whole 18-inch arm length. He can swap all you do is coming. It's true, like a viper. Um, Indeedy. Okay, what else we got? What else we got, man? We've got to go to a break yet. We've got a few more minutes yet. Hey, here's one that's fun. You know, All right. when, like you're on the when like you're on the airplane, and um, you know you, you got to get that message out. You got to get that message out, and then you have the sewer come by, or the, the flight attendant comes by and says, "Hey, turn that thing off!" Like like a forest ranger. Um, well, they don't talk like forest rangers, but you know what I mean, right? I know what you mean. <laughs> you don't have to anymore. Now you can look back at her and say, "No, the FAA says it's okay." Because the FAA will now allow mobile devices to be used from gate to gate on uh, on airplane flights. Yeah, yeah. And, now, and while I will probably use uh, use that because you know my attention span is short, um, I don't know that it was a, a bad thing in our society to just you know a couple times a year to actually have to spend five minutes just in your own head. Uh, or reading reading the, uh, if you're about to crash, here's the position to go into brochure that's in front of the seat for the 85th time. 
Um, I, I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you um, to to a degree. I've also seen the look of frustration on uh, other people's face, my own face too. When you know you're just so close, but you got to get that last sentence in there, and it's really important because you're about to be out of touch for the next three hours. You know, right? Um, now I got to caution: a) this is only in the United States. Only mm-hmm. within the borders of the United States. Not every airline has faced this in yet, and this does not apply to voice communication. So you can text all you want. You can play Candy Crush. You can update your website, for goodness sake, but you can't have a, have a verbal conversation. Uh, that's, still, that's still not allowed. Right. But laptops, tablets, e-readers, um, cell phones and, who are set in airplane mode, all not a problem. Right, and I mean, you know what, the, the thing I do like about it is it, it placates me against that I sat there, I, heck, I, I've seen Mythbusters, I know this didn't affect anything. <laughs> so at least I just go, uh, alright, do I think it was a horrible thing to make me sit for five minutes without, you know, using my device? No, I don't. But at the same time, it was like, you know, I know that using my device doesn't actually do anything <laughs> that's, that's bad. So it's kind of annoying that you're telling me to put it away, even though both of us know there's no reason on it. <laughs> it's like you're telling me to put it away simply because you were told to tell me to put it away, but we both know there's no reason for it. As a parent, I face those scenarios a lot where it's like, oh, now I told you you got to do that, so now i got to enforce it and make you do it, even though you and I both know there's no reason. I just made a rule for some reason now i gotta enforce it so you got all arbitrary on it did you yeah so you know and it, it's one of those and so you know those flight attendants they're they're talking to me like a mom or dad <laughs> it's like because i said so um but there there we are i mean it wasn't a horrible i i don't think if that was the worst thing of my day and that was the worst you know inconvenience of my flight it's it was a joy to partake in the miracle of human aviation. <laughs> Indeed, I mean, get, getting told to put that away by the flight attendant was so much more oppressive and so much more invasive than the full body scan was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Dave, Dave, I gotta ask you a question. All right. Not, not you, you gotta pretend, okay? Oh, I can, it's Halloween. I, I'm dressed in a costume. Go. Okay. Now pretend you're lying in bed and your parents come to the door. And uh, it's 3 a.m., and they ring the doorbell. <laughs> what do you open first? Do you open the cheese? Uh, do you open crackers? Do you open uh, bread and honey? Um, do you open coffee? What, what do you open first? I'm going to change my profile picture to a giraffe and say the door. <laughs> That's only half right. You open the trap door you have installed on your underneath the porch <laughs> because your parents lied to you about Santa Claus for like 10 years, and they have it coming. <laughs> That's the correct answer. Nobody got that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pretty good. That's okay. pretty good. And on that, we're uh, we're about a third of the way through the show, so this is probably a good time to take our first of two commercial breaks. So, friends, you're listening to the Halloween edition of Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Stick around. We're going to be coming back and talking about something that's actually scary the NSA and their relationship with Google. So stick around. we got a couple commercials here on Webmaster Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. 
Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Come visit us at AdTech New York, booth number 738. And a bit. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike, for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. PPC Rockstars. On demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webology here at WebmasterRadio.fm. This is the Dead Man and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Christine just called Christine Sashinger just calls me out on Facebook for calling out Simon Hasseltine on his pool game and she linked both of our names. And so like I'm a dead man. <laughs> I mean it's, it, you can't have a private conversation on radio anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh if uh, Edward Snowden's releases are to be believed, you can't have a private conversation on Google, Yahoo, Bing, or just about any other network anymore either. It, it, wouldn't it be funny if, like, all the stuff that was released by Edward Snowden was, like, total BS? What if he was just making it up? <laughs> wouldn't that be hilarious? Publishing to the onion. Um... Uh, yeah, you know. This, this is Linda Edcliffe reporting. Here's here's the part I find most funny about this story, and, and, and call me crazy. I find it funny that people thought that what they were doing on Google, Yahoo, and Bing was private anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. And also, there's, I mean, 
the, the thing that's always uh, the big disconnect that's always happened for me in this story. Like, I got to, I'm not unhappy about the government spying on people. I don't like that. I, I grew up in I grew up in the age of of George Orwell. I don't like this. But this is digital communication. It's going across a whole bunch. What does Amazon know about you? What does Facebook know about you? Um, I bet you Google knows a lot more about you than the NSA does. And this oh, is yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a frightening but true. And, and what we have to realize is, A, corporation, right, which is, is under less of our control um, than a government agency, theoretically, like on, on paper, that's, that's how this works. Um, and secondly, a government or a corporation on U.S. soil with data centers on U.S. soil subject to homeland security, they can just take it. <laughs> like, yes, they've always, they can they have, have it if they want. Since the introduction of the Patriot Act in um, 2002, the uh, digital landscape has been wide open under strict court order. Now, it might not right. be a very strict court in which you get the order, but you must have a court order. And to this day, according to uh, NSA Director G- General Keith Alexander, he says... I can tell you factually that we do not have access to Google servers, Yahoo servers, or other servers. We go through a court order. Now, <sighs> this, how to say this? The problem with this kind of ambiguity is nobody knows whom to believe. I don't know if I should believe the whistleblower, Mr. Snowden. I'd like to believe the whistleblower, Mr. Snowden. But I don't want to believe him. He's just some guy, some non-government actor, some guy who used to be a, uh, a contractor for a private agency contracted by the Department of Homeland Security who offed with a bunch of files on his way out and then went to Russia. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I trust the guy, to be honest. I mean, like, a bunch of alarm bells in my, in my uh, critical analysis mind start going off. When you hear the story as I described, some kid worked for a private contractor who was contracted by the NSA, off to Hong Kong and then Russia, taking a bunch of files with him and, and released those files um, through a journalist based in Rio de Janeiro. Right. Um, or the, you know, American security apparatus. Who do you trust? Okay, now when I put it that way, it gets kind of even. All this man. It's a good question. Like, is this a case of like a a, a bitter ex, right? Who's just mad and twisting these truths and having enough evidence or 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 enough to hold against you to sort of go, hey, hey see, and so trust all the rest of the stories that I'm telling you right now. Right, like I, I get what you're saying. Like, is this a bitter human being who can go? Well, they kind of did something wrong here, and I got this. So now you'll believe when I say they are the devil. And <laughs> yes. and, and we don't know what to believe. We're just no. the general public going about our our lives, trying to make the best assumptions based on a bunch of information that may or may not be entirely true. I mean, look who's telling us, the Russians and the American security apparatus. You know. Which is, is, a, is a frightening group. And then at the same time, I mean, you know, this news comes out, and, and, and we have the news that the NSA has been spying on allied 
world leaders of, of the United States. And so you go, you know, you're sort of painting yourself into that corner. Like, I'm much more prone to believe what Snowden is saying that you're just kind of tapping into to Google to spy on average citizens of the United States when you're, you're clearly targeting spying on, on allied world leaders outside of your nation. So oh, no. where did that revelation come from? The Snowden uh, files. Right. But, and he's admitted it. Like it's, it's, it's admitted. I mean, Obama's reacted to it as, as, which again is painting the picture that what we're being told by Snowden is probably true. Is that probably is, yeah. true. The uh, the American the American apparatus is reacting quite poorly. And before our listeners, there are two Canadians damning the American apparatus. <laughs> the Snowden Files also noted that Canada, the Canadian uh, Security Intelligence Service, and uh, uh, CanSig, Canada's Signet Intelligence Service, are complicit as part of the Five Eyes program. The five English-speaking nations: um, Great, uh, the the United Kingdom, Canada, United States, New Zealand, and Australia. They're all sort of one big intelligence network, according to the Snowden files. So now so we, again, we. That's why I just wanted to get that in before American listeners hear a couple Canadians like going down on America because we're such self-righteous Canadians. No, we're involved in this. Too. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not saying we're better. We just don't have as much influence. <laughs> well, yeah, but we have just as much complicity and just as much guilt. If there is spying going on uh, from the NSA on uh, allied leaders, <laughs> your tax dollars and mine are helping fund it, dude. No two ways around that. If if Snowden yeah. is to be believed, that's the way. That's where the story is. Yeah, nope. and I don't know. I mean, jeez, it's awful. Anyway, what started this whole thing wasn't debating, you know, Snow the veracity of of Ed Snowden. I want to debate the veracity of Google because Google is apparently really angry that the NSA has been running ramsh- uh, roughshod across across their servers. David Drummond, Google's chief legal officer, said the company has long been concerned about the the possibility of this kind of snooping. He continues, we do not provide any government, including the U.S. government, with access to our systems. We are outraged at the length to which the government seems to have gone to intercept data from our private fiber networks, and it underscores the urgent need to reform. A spokesman from the NSA responded to the report saying, it's not true. It. It's not true. That's the quote. <laughs> um, okay, let's 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 assume it's true. <laughs> like, let's, let's, let's and and I would say the likelihood of that is is fairly high. Like I, I mean, before this, I assumed it was. So this was not. I wasn't going. Oh my goodness! I went. Okay, right. Like I mean, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I went. Uh huh. And, and <laughs> like, what are, what are you going to do about it? Because I knew this, but I didn't need to be told. I knew that was going on. I'm sure you did too. Like I don't. I assume that as soon as I put any one or a zero onto a machine attached to the internet, <laughs> that that one and zero is probably going to get intercepted. And most I'm, of the time, I might be right or wrong. Like I, I don't know how much of it, but I, I think it's safe to just assume that as soon as a one and a zero leaves your computer. 
It's, it's available. Um, I remember having this conversation with you and Ross Dunn back in 2004 at Stepforth, in 2005. Um, we were dealing with the emerging BC Privacy Act, and we were wondering what we were supposed to do with our customers' private information um, and how we best protect it. And we actually we did talk about do we store it on American servers knowing that it's fully available to the American security apparatus? Is that protecting right. our clients' information? I think we elected to say, well, you know, we're dealing with, like, tourism. It's not something the NSA is interested in. This is not sensitive data. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the same time we were having that discussion, uh, BC health records were being moved down, right, and, and hosted out of California. Okay, now <laughs> this does become an, an, an issue that we can be you know, that, that one can be concerned about or, or, or whatnot. Uh, but an interesting thing, going back to the original story, something I find interesting, I mean, you think of the massive amounts of data um, that, that are now, that are being pumped out through Google, like ones and zeros in, ones and zeros out. Massive, massive amounts of data, and it's coincidental, you mentioned Christine Schackinger, um, I was having a chat with her right before our show, completely different issue, but this one, well, this issue didn't come up, but we were discussing the fact that when you have to make up um, like a new word for the amount of data you have, how effective is it? Like you tap into a network like Google and, and you're recording the ones and zeros passing in both directions. Good luck getting anything out of it. <laughs> like needle in a haystack. Oh no, we're well beyond a haystack at this point that you're actually having to, to scan and, and filter through. Um, and yes, you can, you know, you can refine your, your queries and you can refine your scans and this and that, but you're not the data is it becomes unmanageable at a certain point where you just can't get much i mean i'm sure there's some useful data we know we're watching this person so let's see any email back and forth between that and anybody else right you can connect those kind of dots but to try and collect like if you've got a list of watchwords you're watching for on the internet and you're now monitoring google for uses of keywords are you kidding me <laughs> you're filtering through just a world of data um, well, pretty much literally um, you know I, I think at some point it just it's such diminishing returns um, well, that, it, that it becomes useless I'll tell you one thing though if the NSA is able to troll through Google and uh, figure out stuff via keyword they could make a pretty penny selling that back to us <laughs> <laughs> they could fund the operation <laughs> that's right Help the help the SEO community, NSA. Give us that non referral info we we want so badly. But I mean, Dave, like this is a world where um, there was a, there was a report out the other day. Facebook algorithm can predict if your relationship is doomed just based on the way you, your partner, and all of the friends and you and your partner's um, networks interact with each other. Facebook can tell when your relationship is waxing or waning. When you're about to become single, Facebook knows ahead of time because they've seen that pattern before. I mean, jumping. Uh, I believe NSA that. Has got, the NSA has... N I mean, this, I'll, I'll, I'll give some of the uh, ultra-right wingers in the, in the, in the American uh, political spectrum this much. The private sector can do some, fright, some stuff frighteningly better than the government can. Oh, I think that's, that's, that's often a given. Um, you know, would 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 government? Uh, okay, you and I've both been to governmental sites. I mean, come on. Do I think the private sector could build a better site? No, we're gonna, not going to 
go. I don't know. What about uh, when the public sector builds a site? What about when the public sector builds a site for government? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, then you might get into trouble. Uh, but you know what I think that most governmental sites aren't built as well. You know, we'll we'll go to Mr. Hesseltine again and go. Do I think uh, that he or um, a, you know a, a bureaucrat sitting in the government is going to do a better, uh, more thorough job in making sure that all the weight and all the pages of a you know of a site that they're building. Um, you know, and I, I go to Hesseltine because of the large sites, and I you know live too much here, but. Um, the large sites that he, he tends to work with, um, you know, what do I think is going to end up better? Is the private sector better at that? Sure, sure they are. <laughs> um, and innovative, and they're, they're not constrained by pesky, um, you know, hey, we can vote you out, or hey, I've got a right to privacy. No, you signed that off when you used it. <laughs> like, so, there you go, and we updated our privacy policy, and you were too lazy to check, so... Away we go. Um, so yeah, I, although you know, I mean, I'd be interested to see how many, uh, you know, what they are seeing and how many are wrong. Like, what is the likelihood of of being correct um, in a case like that? Right? Like, what, the, the, you know, what, what they're saying? They're saying they can predict relationship status with approximately eighty percent reliability. Yeah. So four or five, they're right four or five times. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's, accurate. That's pretty cool. The insurance actuaries would be interested in this stuff. Okay, we've got about four minutes before we got to go to another break. Um, I'm going to forget it if I don't get it in here. Beard ball, dude. Beard ball. Congratulations, Boston. First World Series victory at Fenway Park in 95 years. Um, Excuse me. Phenomenal, phenomenal baseball. I wish somebody from Boston would come and rub a little bit of that stuff off on Toronto. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. I, I didn't catch the whole game. I caught uh, like the fourth, fifth, and sixth innings. Oddly enough, like so, I, I sort of caught the middle and got to watch it go from uh, when I started watching it was zero zero. When I stopped watching it was six zero. <laughs> you know, saw that guy's great triple. Um, you know that was that was it, it, it was a it was a definitely a a win you want to have at home. Yeah, absolutely. And again, for uh, for the long suffering uh, fans of uh, Boston teams, like the one that almost won the Stanley Cup last year, and the and the one that I think almost won the World Series, um, congratulations, way to go, yeah. excellent. Um, speaking of Boston, we still got we still got another couple minutes. We got to get this in, and we may want to talk about this a bit after break. Stunning news in the uh, from the elders of the SEO sector. Jill Whalen is retiring. She has published her last high-ranking newsletter. She's done. She's um, hung up the keyboard, put away the mouse. Jill <laughs> Whalen is not an SEO anymore. Wow, huh? I know that's uh, that's pretty big in the industry. I mean, for for our, our uh, listeners who don't know her. We'll call that, you know, Bill in Wichita or whatever, right? Like the one person who wouldn't know. Um, you know, she's she's been in the industry for a good 20 years um, at this point. Like before, you know, when links were being built for traffic, before they were even being counted <laughs> as, as part of a, a ranking formula, um, she was there. Um, so, yeah, to have her um, at this point finally, uh, you know, taking the opportunity to uh, retire and, 
you know, I, I, from, you know, I read the newsletter, I, you know, I get it, of course, um, you know, going and seeing, okay, you know, she's pulling the keyboard back out and <laughs> becoming a blogger, but not even on SEO stuff, just on, on things she's, she's personally interested in. I think good for her. Um, and, and I said, the industry is mature enough that, you know, hey, she can, she's now just retiring and going off and, you know, it provided income, obviously enough that now she's going to become a blogger of, and I think it's pretty much how she worded it, stuff she likes. <laughs> that, you know, she's just, it, it's not about monetization and that, uh, that she was successful enough um, in her practice to, uh, you know, sort of create that, uh, create that life for herself. So outstanding and, and a big congratulations to her. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big vacuum that's, that's left and it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Well, not only a very big congratulations, but a very big thank you to... Uh Jill Whalen. Um, Jill and I have had our moments of disagreement. And Jill and I, I I'd suggest we've had far greater moments of agreement. Um, but, you know, Jill and I have one, one, one famous occasion. We've had our moments of disagreement. But she's one of the originals, one of the founders of the industry, and someone who's done more than most people I can think of put together for the industry. So congratulations, Jill Whalen. Um, farewell. Uh, more than all the best to you wherever you go from here. Um, you know, it'd be really cool. I would love it if Jill came back one year from now to write a state of the industry, how she sees it, having been away for a year. That would be most interesting. That would be interesting. And from her perspective of now I'm a blogger about stuff I'm interested in. So this thing that Google tells you to do, write about what you're interested in, build what you're interested in. Okay, how does that go? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Okay, on that, we're going to have to go to another break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. Coming back with more after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your just a few or millions of keywords. What you need is authoritylabs.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. 
If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. The frequency for nightmares. Webmaster Radio. <laughs> Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave, there's this a couple of weird things floating in San Francisco Harbor. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. I, there's a lot of weird things floating in the <laughs> I'll grant that. But two of these weird things belong to Google. I'm sorry, you know what? My mistake. One of them is in New York. The other was the other is in San Francisco. My mistake. One off the coast of uh, New York State. The other sitting in San Francisco Harbor. Two barges with five-story buildings built onto the barges. Both owned by Google. Um, both doing something or another. No one's sure what. That's all I got, actually. That's it. I now have to wonder. I remember, it's funny, I didn't know that. You're mentioning that, and all I could think of is if they're running a test, and it has to be four or five years ago, um, they had done some patents for running data centers offshore um, to harness the power out of the tide. Um. And that would be two decent locations to do that in. Um, so I wonder if they're um, if they're pushing to uh, to test offshore data centers. And and I've got to wonder on timing if it's coming at a time when they're worried about um, the ability of some. Uh, you know, well, we covered it earlier. Of the NSA to tap into them, and, and if nothing else, to justify it because it's on American soil. Well, what if you move that thing? Out 200 miles out, <laughs> 200 Indeed. miles out. Um, so who knows? Maybe they're just running some tests. That would be okay. Now, now I gotta look that up after the show. And our, our listeners, you might want to too, because let's put it in the it would be cool and it would be revolutionary to technology um, list to be able to run those data centers. I may or may not be wrong, but that's the first thing I thought of as soon as you mentioned what was going on. You know what? That's that makes a lot of sense to me. I honestly, I've had no idea what these may or may not be, but that makes a heck of a lot of sense to me. So, way cool. Yeah, but we'll find out if it's true. <laughs> so it's just a guess right now. I remember seeing the diagram. So um, awesome. And then I was disappointed today. I, I'm just going to mention um, I, I, I saw the title over at Search Engine Watch, uh, A Beginner's Guide to Ghost. Now, for those who don't know, you know where, you know, you, you've used WordPress for blog, like on blogs, and you've used WordPress, you know, as, as like a full site. You know, we were talking about that earlier where you've got like, you know, 
sites that you would have to deal with if uh, you know on a large mass. Um, so people like you and I, um, who've been using WordPress for years, sort of evolved. But thinking about it, as as I was looking at uh, at this, um, or, or thinking, Ghost is a new blogging platform built for people who are trying to blog. And I was thinking about it, I'm like, you know, that actually makes some decent sense now. It's, you know, like I started on a VIC-20, going generation to generation of computer. didn't wasn't really all that rough for me. But you look at somebody trying to start on a computer now for the first time, it's like, wow, there's a lot of crap. Like, if something goes wrong, <laughs> there's a lot of crap to, uh, to deal with. So I, I saw this beginner's guide to Ghost, and I, I'm going to be honest. I'm a nerd. I'm a gaming nerd. Uh, Call of Duty's new game, Ghost, comes out, you know, in a few days. And I thought... Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> They're covering this over at Search Engine Watch, and somebody's got a preview of it. No. Just about a blog platform. I think it's a good idea. I haven't had a chance to test it. I just found out about it, you know, like half an hour before the show. But, um, you know, at, at the same time, you know, it, it, sometimes it's in a title. I, I only found out about this news because they included the word ghost in the title. So, hey, there's a decent titling practice is figure out stuff that ties in with your target <laughs> audience and include it even if it's uh you know maybe just a teaser you know i found out about a blogging platform because it happened to be named after a game that i want that's coming out in about four days tim i i i had i had my new like um link evaluation tool grand theft auto 5 almost ready but i just um, now, other news I want to chat with you about, um, and I, I think it's more a, is this right, is this wrong, what does it mean? Uh, California woman, Cecilia Abadi, I, I'm going to hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, anyway, got a driving ticket in California for wearing Google Glass. Indeed. <laughs> First that's one that. that's been issued. Um uh, what, what do you think? Is is that right? Does it impair your vision? And is this a case of it impairing vision or just distracting attention? Well, the truth is, I have no idea. I've never worn, worn Google Glass, but the but I did see a post from Matt McGee, one of the editors at Search Engine Land, a friend of yours and mine, who says he has worn Google Glass while driving, and it's not distracting at all. It's, it's a little heads-up display that appears um, just above your focus of vision uh, above your right eye. Unlike a uh, GPS navigation system, which forces you to look to the lower left away from the road, this you know displays you're looking straight ahead. You're not looking away from the road at all. Um, it's you focus on it and then it just vanishes. According to the the the, the uh, write up that Matt McGee wrote regarding this uh, this this ticket in California, I can you know this is a, this is going to be a tough one going into the future. Um, we're going to be wearing our technology a lot more. Um, the experiment in Google Glass was quite successful. So successful in fact that Google's introduced a second version of Google Glass, an updated version. It's not going away. It's, as a matter of fact, it's going to become more prevalent in society. At the same time, you've, I mean, you've driven down the road with, like, the erratic idiot beside you who's texting, and you're not sure if they're going to, like, bump into your, like, passenger door or not, right? Right. Yeah. Um, well, and that's, that's where the concern comes in, is not knowing. You're right. Like, I, I think the first thing I was thinking of, Matt talked to, uh, you know, it's the example Matt used. Yeah, when I'm thinking GPS, that's a great place for it, and I don't have to take my eyes off the road. Unfortunately, the cop doesn't know if that's my GPS or I'm watching a movie. 
like, you know, as things progress, these things will be full media device. I mean, you know this, I know that you can see the road ahead. It's going to have everything on it soon. I could be playing Candy Crush. Um, I know they just revealed, uh, I think it was last week, they found out that they're going to, that built into it is eyeball tracking and control, right? So you'll be able to control what's going on with eye movements. So, yes, I could play Candy Crush on the thing. Right. So unfortunately, if we're going to live in a world where a cop doesn't know which of these things I'm doing, they have to assume the worst. And, you know, probably 90 percent of the time they're going to be right there. (laughs) My my GPS is actually just telling me what to do. So why do I have it on my glasses? I don't don't need to see the map. I just go turn left. All right. I'll turn left here. Right. Like Whatever. There we go. Um, So, yeah, I I think there's a good chance that it's uh, that it's being used for things that would distract you on the road, less of a distraction than doing it on your phone, but still a distraction. And if you can't just take a minute to focus on that job that you're doing, that is probably the most complex series of things (laughs) you're going to have to do in your day. (laughs) You you got your foot at work. You're having to watch probably 50 things on the road at a time. You may not know you are, but you are, you know, if you can't just focus (laughs) and deal with that one task, you know, I mean, Maybe maybe you've got to reevaluate your attention span a little bit or reevaluate your priorities. I mean, you have to text, I'm running five minutes late, um, you know, to, to somebody and not just go, sorry, I was five minutes late. <laughs> like, See, all of this is a mystery to me. I haven't, I haven't driven in a decade. I have not mm. gotten behind the wheel of a car in a decade, and it's really hard for me to actually get into a car to begin with. Um, this is all like risk mitigation in one's life. Um, I get on an airplane, no problem. Airplanes, I understand. That's physics. Cars, wow. But you know, by the time this really becomes a problem in society, I suspect we'll have self-driving vehicles in urban areas. You know, right? I, I don't know about like out there on the open road on the highway, but in urban areas, I'm pretty sure we're going to have self-driving vehicles. And you know, um, a, I'm, I'm positive that'll make everyone safer. And b Play Candy Crush. It doesn't matter. You're not going to hit anything. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, at the same time, it's true. But then you take those tasks. And this is just more, it, it, the future is going to happen. There's nothing that can be done about it. But on the way there, if I'm going to make comments, it's if you take away every task that requires me to actually engage with society, <laughs> like, be it in a positive or negative way, you know, either I'm being shot the finger for cutting somebody off or getting frustrated because I'm sitting behind, some, you know, whatever. Um, you know, if you take these things away from me and the necessity of me to actually think about what's around me and how I need to react to it, what am I left with as a human being? Um, you know, so self-drive these things, great. There's one less task I have to actually attention to out of an already devastated list of tasks that when I was a kid I had to and my dad had to and you know that sort of and and this generation just doesn't even have these tasks that exist it's it's a one marvel that we've even bothered to speak anymore um you know rather than just doing our show by uh twit or tweet you know well you know the the only reason I ever talk during the week is because of this show see I've sort of (laughs) built my life where I don't have to go out to the real world. It works so well. They're dragging me out to Chicago next week. Um, apparently, Alan Kinect is going to come by my place like at some ungodly hour, like 9 a.m. in the morning or something. And uh, <laughs> That's an ungodly out, hour, is it? <laughs> drag me out of bed. Put me on a, on a uh, propeller plane. We're, we're, we're flying turboprop, eh? Because I don't like jets either. Um... 
I'm, I'm going to listen to this show like like tomorrow and think, God, he's a madman. Um, <laughs> but it's true. I, I just like jets. It's it's a waste of get, waste of gasoline. Turboprop will get you there just about as fast. Not. Um, but we're fine. Anyway. <laughs> That, that, this is my segue into SES Chicago is happening next week. I know we've mentioned it once on the show, but I'm going to mention it again because Digital Always Movies invested quite a bit of money. I mean, it's going to be a great show. <laughs> that's, that's subtle, Jim. Subtle. So. Subtle like nuclear weapons, that was. <laughs> we're, we're, okay, we're sending three people to this conference. Four people. Sorry, we got four people going to this conference. <laughs> so I want everyone to go there as well because it's going to be a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got time for one more thing, Dave. What, what, what do you What do you think? Uh who? Wow. Okay. Um, I got nothing. Okay, time's up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually, was easy. Actually, time is pretty much up. Um, we're uh, we're at the top of the hour, friends. We have news coming up here on WebmasterRadio.fm. We will. I think be having a show next week. I may or may not be here. I may be traveling back from Chicago, but Webcology will be here next week on WebmasterRadio.fm. Dave promises. <laughs> um, so, sorry, brother. On that's fine. Of, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, that's Dave at BeanstalkSEO.com. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Jim at DigitalAlwaysMedia.com. You can listen to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll talk to you next week, and stay tuned. There's some great stuff coming up on the network. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.